Hey guys, welcome back to Not That Deep. Uh, we are on a brand new set today. This is the one that we used for the first season and the one that we used for a couple episodes that haven't come out yet on the second season. I thought I'd break it in with a little burner episode here while Emily is away in Mexico. Today we are here with my sister, Emily. Emily, say hi. Hi. All right, Emily is here. Today we're going to be talking about religion. She's going to be um, telling me why I am wrong for being an agnostic. Emily is a Christian. And, uh, yeah, this is going to be the episode. We're going to do a couple episodes like this, um, not uh, audio-wise, but, um... Someone is interrupting our recording on set. Guys, you found a brush. <laughs> okay, so, uh, without further ado, this is not that deep, and, uh, yeah, let's get into it. This broadcast of Not That Deep was presented exclusively by 8-Track Studios. To find out more, check the description. All right, so Emily, why don't you tell me uh, a little bit of what your background is in religion? What do you mean? All right, and before you get into that, we're going to be this episode is going to be sponsored by Atrax Studios. Atrax Studios is the studio where we produce your music, YouTube videos, podcasts, whatever you want as quickly and as efficiently as possible. We can do it all. We do uh, recording, we do mixing, mastering, all kinds of stuff. YouTube videos, we do podcasts, all of those things. And um, yeah, they come out really well. Atrax Studios values our customers, our clients. We make sure you guys get whatever you want done for the right price, right time. We don't charge you per hourly. And then while we're out at lunch break, hanging out and doing whatever we want, meanwhile, you're paying for our hourly sessions and our recording mishaps and all of that stuff. We charge per product, not per session, which means you get all of what you want at the fastest time possible. To find out more, go to 8Track Studios on Insta, 8 underscore Track Studios, or send us an email at 8TrackTeam at gmail.com. That's 8TrackTeam at gmail.com. Thanks. I'm sorry about that. So, I am a Christian. Yes. And I believe that a man named Jesus mm -hmm. was born. That's fair. Yeah. I... And <laughs> so finished, and died. That for us. Okay. There's a lot more to that, but you know. That's the gist of it. Are you nervous? This isn't live. I know. Okay. All right. Um, well, I, I don't believe in that. I'm an agnostic. So you know what agnostics believe, right? Yes, they believe in nothing. No, oh, Because they my believe goodness. in only facts. And they believe that they have no faith. They believe, they in, believe in things that are good. Nothing. They believe they in nothing. They believe in nothing. You're getting a little aggressive. You believe in nothing. You believe in that couch and that's it. I mean, the couch is real, so I definitely believe in it. But I think... Okay, let's not... Let's not say offensive things, please. Okay. Um, so, I, I noticed you brought a notebook with you for this. Yes, I did. Why don't you crack into that? What exactly... Um, Alright, today we'll be talking about the resurrection. Because right, because this is a key a moment in uh, Christian... Christianity, um, whether the resurrection actually took place. Because if it didn't take place, then God wasn't who he said he was, and therefore this 
uh, Christianity has no basis. Yeah, so I think it's a very strong point. Why don't you speak a little bit closer to the microphone so we can actually hear uh, your cr- okay. your points. Make so, sure you punch the bottom. Okay, hold up. So first I have questions. So Right. I know you don't believe that like Jesus was a god, but you do believe he was a man, right? Um like he was a human that existed and stuff. And his name was Oh Jesus. yes, I Jesus do believe is that. A man. Because historically, and among other religions as well, Jesus is a figure. So I would say that that is true. Are you sure you're not an atheist? I'm not an atheist. Because I prepared for an atheist what I, I said, you're an agnostic. Yeah, what I said has nothing to do with, yeah. That's I, all right. I don't we'll think wing that. We'll wing it. Okay, all right. So, historically the tomb was found empty. Do you believe that? That's not historic. That's biblical. It's historic. How? Because we have manuscripts. Okay. What manuscript are you referencing? Stop. You've thrown I'm this... only 13, so stop staring. Okay, but you've thrown this word around a lot, and I don't think you actually know what it means. Excuse me. So why not you tell me what I... Do you know what it means? Because I watched a movie in Bible class, and they talked about it. So. Okay. And I know that because you talk about it at church. Okay, whatever. Just... Shut up. Gotta flip through the book. So. So manuscripts were like old scrolls that like Jesus had people write down like what happened to him, how he was found walking around. You mean like what's in the Bible? Uh, Sorry. You mean what? what's in, like, the Bible? No. The Bible is an updated version of all the manuscripts that have been rewritten for us now. You They're mean translated? Like, to English and such? And updated. What do you mean, updated? I so mean, they rewrote like it? I they've used different words. It is not exact. There's... People have... Well, that's just what's lost in translation, but let's not get stuck on... Uh, let's, go, let's go back to uh, what you were saying about... Um, the manuscript theory that you have here. Um, the thing that mainly puts me off to it is I don't see how a struggling new religion within an era where this had, by the way, biblically recorded, been tried before. Um, I, I don't see how they wouldn't okay, turn to finish. writing false narratives so, down in a very political uh, scenery. So I know you like to talk about like yeah. historical because you don't believe anything biblical. Yes, because that's what so, Christian that's what non-Christians s- usually believe in. Okay, but don't say it's false cuz I believe in that. So Okay. What? You've said mine's false and I because believe in it. it. Is. Uh, Emily, are you well, seeing you the problem? You don't have <clears throat> Seriously, you don't have good background like what I don't have a good background. Yes. You don't have proof for your stupid Well, religion. mine mine I don't think Christianity morally makes sense. Of the United States. I know that these last few years have been rough for our economy. After the pandemic, the threat of total shutdown rocked our country and many others for what seemed like endless years. Thanks to your support and cooperation, our democracy has remained intact. A new president has been elected by you, the great people of these United States, and will deliver us from a battered economy and ruined nation. Of course, these struggling times have been hard on us as a whole. We must be thankful for what we have, what there is to gain, and most importantly, 
who we are as the people of the United States. In time, more messages will come. Whether you are young and old, white or black, rich or poor, we will not forget about the American people. Look forward to our messages in the future. Until then, this has been our very first public service announcement. Hey guys, welcome to Snap Politics. I'm your new host, Christian. Today we're going to be talking about marijuana legalization. But first, I'm going to talk about legalization and why it's a good thing. First, is I'm going to talk about Holland 2020, which is um, he's a reporter for CNBC. And basically, what he's saying is the legalization solves the job market and basically it allows for more jobs to be created, especially during a time when a lot of people are unemployed due to COVID-19. So that is a major advantage uh, for where we are right now, especially where uh, not many people are able to work. Now, let's go into Latin America. Um, so this is probably my favorite thing my favorite part about marijuana legalization because it talks about the international politics of it. So right now, marijuana is illegal in the United States, that's obvious, but it's actually legal in Latin America and many other places. So with states legalizing and the federal government not legalizing, it creates this federal hypocrisy that Latin America sees. Now I'm gonna be talking about a study done by Hockham 14. What he says is that the marijuana that is legally banned by federal law, but is legal under state law, deteriorates Latin American relationships because they see that the government and the states aren't together and they don't seem to be liking that. So this is gonna be the first step into deterioration of our relationships with Latin America. We would lose influence in Latin America. In every state that marijuana was legalized, the amount of money going to the police and the police budgets increase. Even though marijuana is legal, the amount of uh, incarceration due to uh, people being arrested for marijuana charges doesn't decrease. There's not a significant significant drop due to this and I'll get more into especially California another episode. Now I'm going to transition to Angolov 20 which he's a professor for the University of uh, Massachusetts Dartmouth um, and it's titled The Unintended Consequences of Marijuana Decriminalization. This says rather than the police just backing off they're instead going to go after African-American youth, minority youth. And this is something that is not really talked about in the debate about now. Instead of targeting the African-American adult population, they're instead going to go to attack the youth population, which then increases more of this mass incarceration. To recap today's summary, I went into why marijuana is good and why marijuana legalization is bad. This is just a few things to keep in mind. This whole entire thing is probably going to go through the United States federal government. Marijuana may become legalized.
if I were to live through the rapture at the same time, like, okay, so basically you understand what the rapture is, right? <sighs> yes, here we go again. Okay, so the rapture is um, when all of, when the church is basically taken up to heaven. And this happens while Earth is just chilling, which is a big problem because then all of a no, sudden people... No, that's What? The rapture happens and then they go through what is... Yes, but I didn't get to the and then part, so what I said was true. Because I was going to say no, that after the, the rapture... not just chilling, things are awful. No, I mean like they weren't preparing for millions of people to disappear. That's yeah, what I so meant by chilling. chaotic. Yes. They're chaotic, especially after. And then the yes. Antichrist comes on the scene and makes peace... For three and a half years, and then no, turns against he, Israel for the yeah. remaining three and a half years, and almost kills all of them if it weren't for Christ coming yes. back at the very end. So, morally, the loophole that I've kind of found with that, and obviously you can talk about free will and predestination, Calvinism, those types of things, which I've talked about before on this podcast, actually, with Pastor Mike, which you can see in episode two and episode four, but... Um, what another thing that I have kind of explored in the past is I I don't I if I were to live to that point mm-hmm. past the rapture and then take care of Israel during that part I would be taking care of you know it says uh, what you do unto me whatever you do unto my brothers you do unto me yep. so I would still be saved so, so I would have okay, so. I would have hard evidence so it wouldn't be faith based but at the same time I would be doing something that saves me according to Jesus's yeah and standards. then I have two things against that okay when you die before the rapture happens you go to hell that's true okay so you're just you'll take a chance on your life considering the fact that it's very close like most Christians would say that we are very close to the rapture period I would I would some say within another disagree. generation. Some, some people agree, some people disagree, some but people. there's no way of knowing. Well, that's that is true. It's a gamble. That's just what people say, and sometimes Christians say that because they want to. They want to have the rapture happen. Well, no, I, I know a, a, a good amount of Christians who have argued for the rapture happening, and me, myself, I would argue it would happen pretty soon as well. So, so yeah. So you're just going to take... Okay, whatever. So I can't change, like, what you're going to... You're already set on doing that. So I'm not going to be able to change your mind no matter what. I, I wasn't set on doing it. I was explaining that it's a moral loophole that okay. I, I feel oh. is kind of okay. strange. I, I think that, you know, the Bible being as sound as it is shouldn't have as many loopholes as it does morally. So we can't look at the Bible in a historical sense all of the time because it's faith it's a faith-based religion. And you have to have faith in it. Well, Ethan, people you you can't, can't have hard evidence. People as can't much. get everything right, Ethan. I agree with that. Okay, so I'm sure that there's a lot of like miscommunications with people who wrote the Bible or just people in general. People in general like when taking notes back then like i'm sure things could have been misunderstood well god this is god's book and at the time he made sure that everything was written according to how it was supposed to be i know i'm talking about like the the gaps you're saying that things don't that don't make sense to you i I think that the christian body is pretty sound on the rapture coming uh coming soon okay i don't want to talk about the rapture though so i don't want to get off well i the reason why i brought it up is because of a moral loophole that i see and this isn't the first time i've come across one and it's 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 interesting because there's there's definitely yeah, but I think that you're talking about that because that's the one thing that you can find fault in Christianity. Well, I think it's the only thing that matters. 
within not, Christianity. You don't think the resurrection matters that we're talking about right now? That's a strong point. I'm talking about the only... Well, there's three ways you can look at it. You can look at its biblical history. You can look at history in general. And then you can well, also look at... That's what I was going to You can also look at the morals of Christianity. And I think morals is the most important aspect of Christianity. I was going to give you a history behind the resurrection. So. Okay. And you can do so. So, which... First, I'll start with the manuscripts. Like... Okay. So, we do have history on Roman people, right? Yes. Such as um, Roman leaders. You believe in Alexander the Great? Yes, I okay. do. Because he's so, real. Yes. Whatever. In history, you know, we have accounts of a lot of leaders and people that run empires and stuff like that. And your history that you believe in, right? Yes. Okay, well, we also have accounts from them. From people that ruled at that time. Okay. You know, explaining that there were so many Christians that were persecuted at that time that... Right. At first, you know, denied Christ because he was going to be killed and they didn't want to be killed. And then after he rose from the dead, they allowed themselves to be killed and they told everybody no matter what because they okay. believed in it. Also, sit a little bit closer to the microphone. Just... You'll start to hear yourself a little bit more. Yeah. I okay. keep hitting this. Try it. Please don't. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, I do, I understand these historical figures are real, but I don't understand where you're trying to tie them back to Christianity. Oh. I just... <laughs> I just broke my <laughs> it's an interesting argument i am uh i am interested in in hearing where you're gonna tie this back to so right i'm sorry i'm actually kind of sad did you break your notebook yeah i emily has tons of notes at least four pages worth that have been half written in uh of <laughs> notes with a red pen of notes that she's gonna bring to me are you okay emily come on we gotta get through this episode sorry yeah, I gotta go to the pet cow. Okay. So. <laughs> so anyway, those people. Yes. Like you know, from your history book, mm-hmm. have accounts of um, followers of Christ. Not. <sighs> Hold up. Let me think. Right. Yeah. Just take Listen, a minute. No, I need to think it through before I say something. Okay. So, some of the followers of Christ denied him. Before he died, because they didn't want to die. And then after, they told everybody about him and they were okay to die. And they took that risk, and some of them did die. Peter, namely, was one of the disciples that denounced him. And Judas was even one of the disciples of the Twelve that uh, actually gave um, Christ to his captives. Yeah, I'm aware of this. So, what I'm saying is, like, those people have accounts of how many people were being persecuted at that time after they said so-called Jesus rose from the dead. And some people say that he did. Like, even some people, like Roman guards, said that he did rise and started following him. So, the thing, here's the thing. There is a bunch of stories that are kind of jumbled up, even before the disciples see him, of random people um, reporting sightings of Jesus Christ. 
and they were all strange encounters where God would help them out of a situation. They weren't. Actually. Talk to him about the gospel, then they reveal weren't. himself, and then disappear. They at weren't. The- now recording. Okay, so what's about to play is just the beat of um, the track that we're working on. Next week, we're going to have the full thing um, with the music. We just got to get a couple more recordings done. So, uh, yeah, if you get confused as why you're just hearing the beat of the song and not an actual artist, that's why. Okay. Hey, guys. Welcome to our first formal episode of Remix, Remake, Remaster. I'm the new announcer, Alex, a.k.a. Icon, and today we got a two-part series on Slow Dancing in the Dark by Joji. Before we begin, make sure to leave us a comment on Anchor about what we should do next. Now then, without further ado, please welcome Ethan's remake of Slow Dancing in the Dark. I think that morally, the loopholes around getting out of hell, combined with the fact that we are both self-aware and under the control of God at the same time. What? Okay, let me. Okay, let me explain We're something. Under the control so of I explained God? this in my last. In, no, I explained this in my last uh, interview with a Christian. Well, it was with a pastor at the time. Um, and what we explained is I, I brought up Calvinism briefly cause this wasn't a debate. So I was just, you know, talking about it freely, basically Calvinism, there's a lot of parts to it, but one of them is, is that, um, we have free will, of course, right? We can both say, I want to believe in God. I don't want to believe in God, but at the same time, God knows all and he has created all. So he has power over all of us to predict everything we are going to do and say. And at the end of the day, God wins no matter what we choose. 
So we are both predestined to go to hell or heaven. Okay, I don't want to talk about the predestined thing though because I'm not totally sure on that. Because it's confusing. So a one lot of, of that's are a thing. About that. Right, and that's a huge thing for me that pushed me to reconsider my faith at the time because I can't have faith in something that is as confusing as that. And exactly. really, and we'll, we'll, <laughs> let me well hold on. Let me make my agnostic thing. Right. The reason this is the uh, the thing. This is the best thing I got. Well, Dad actually told me this at the time. Um, his response is yes and That's no. Insane, so okay. Well, okay. Well, okay. Pastor. Um, Odegaard. No, Pastor Andrews. Um, <laughs> he told me uh, that basically he does not. He doesn't know, because we don't. Yeah. We have to rely on faith through this, and our brains cannot articulate um, where that was supposed to go. You know what agnostics believe? What? They don't know. Okay. It's the same thing. The Except difference is you don't believe in God. The difference is that we're more open-minded, so we don't believe into a false religion. No, you're not a, more open-minded because you won't take in consideration Christianity. I've and, taken into I've taken Christian Christian. I used to be a Christian, so of course I've taken it into consideration. You really used to be a Christian. Yes. Ethan. Yes. Especially when I was your age, absolutely. And why are you looking at me like, absolutely, yes. <laughs> what did I do? What did I do that wasn't Christian? Ethan, you haven't been a Christian for years. I haven't been a Christian do for... Do you think I'm that stupid? I haven't been a Christian for probably two or three years. I'm 17. I was 13... Four years ago, absolutely, as a Christian. So, yeah. And how did you believe that? How like, did I believe what? What made you believe that? I didn't think deep into it yet. I didn't start I thinking for myself. And when I thought for myself, I started to think, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. Wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense. Wait, I'm confused I, about this. I thought deep into it. Okay, and, and well, you're you're telling me now that um, the specific thing that I brought up in defense, you do not know the answer to. True. So you haven't thought deeper enough into that to come to a conclusion because you're I have, still unsure? because I've come to the conclusion be, that we cannot fully fathom that well I think if we well if people wrote the Bible and they fully couldn't fathom it mm -hmm. that would mean it's not true no because they wrote what Jesus told them to write oh so God wrote the Bible just uh, through them true he had them write if they, God is the creator their, of all wait, logic and reason they okay. wrote their accounts too like there's stories that they wrote down about stuff that God had done for them and said to them and then right sometimes there's actually in the bible it says god said to write and then like he wrote this okay um well if god is the one why would god create a mental loophole for us within because now you gotta get into well wait a minute why would this happen so god is literally the creator of everything including logic and reasoning and his book is supposed to have no contradictions with itself, which is what it says, and yet it has this loophole, this kind of, uh, this this uh, paradox, this like oxymoron, whatever term you want to use. Why would God put that in there knowing that it goes against 
what the Bible stands for. No contradictions. What the Bible stands for. No contradictions. It's no contradictions to him. It is a contradiction. It's us because no, it's not. Not to him because we can't fathom it. So it is. I to can't. Us. I can't write a book and then give it to someone and then go. If you don't understand this part, it's because you read it wrong. Now, did you hear what I just said? It's because he's God. We can't understand it because we're people. So you think God is at a higher mental, like a higher thought no, process? Duh. Well, yeah, I agree with that, but I don't understand why God would do that. Yeah, I don't. Well, that's under- also our why chance. would God give us a book that's encrypted with higher knowledge? I believe that's also our chance for faith. There. Because you think we- that's a faith? I think that's also a chance for faith. Well, I we think there are many believe. chances for. I think that believing the book in the first place is a huge chance for, for faith. For you, because you don't believe in any facts. Well, no, I, I, the Bible is something you have to believe in as a Christian. That's something you have to have faith in. There's facts for it too, though. So I think that if we have to have faith that the Bible exists, and on top of it, have to have faith that the contradictions in the Bible aren't actually contradictions, we're just not smart enough yet to understand them. I think that makes for a very, very troubling religious experience this has been a great uh talk i think that um we kind of got to the bottom to my bible teach i feel like i've done everything wrong no no i think that we've both gotten to the bottom of what we believe in uh you made some really good points and actually argued that a lot better than i thought you would so (laughs) i um, feel like i won yeah you did a good job emily you did a really good job so um All right, this has been Not That Deep. Emily, do you have anything else you want to say? Go to church. All right, I'll see you in hell. (laughs) No, I'm playing, I'm playing. Okay. Um, All right, well, Emily, thank you for coming on. Thank you for helping me out uh, with the whole Emily situation. We have now replaced one Emily for another Emily, and I hope to see you on again soon. You actually came on the family edition of the podcast uh, last week, and we are going to see you again, I'm sure. Uh, But, uh, yeah, until next time, this has been Not That Deep. Bye. All right, see ya. This broadcast of Not That Deep was presented exclusively by A-Track Studios. To find out more, check the description.